You are now listening to the Way to Go Youth Podcast with Pastor Jerome Baker. This podcast is an outreach of a place of refuge church located in Carrollton, Georgia, where the pastor is Bishop Barry Walker. Our vision is to help youth and young adults to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's word. Now, let's receive Pastor Baker with today's message. You are listening to The Way to Go. The main subject of our verse is praise. What's the main subject of our verse? Praise Praise has a number of meanings. But praise here in this verse, young people, comes from the Hebrew word yada. Yad or yada. It means to worship God specifically with your hands, to wave or to clap with extended hands. You use the power or the ability that God has given you to extend those hands and wave or clap to your God. If you're taking notes, Psalm 134 and 2 records David saying, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Lift up your hands. Give them the praise. When you come into the sacred place, the sanctuary, you should have no problem lifting up your hands and waving towards the heavens, clapping those hands because God has been, has been good to you. He said, when I get in the sanctuary, that's what I'm going to do. But I'm going to take it further. When I leave the sanctuary, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to extend my hands. I'm going to wave and I'm going to clap to my my God. Now, when we look at our verse here in Psalm 109 and verse 30, it reveals how the psalmist chose to praise God. And because the scripture is written for our learning, We just don't need to see how he praised the Lord, but we need to apply it to our own life as well. So let's look at Psalm 109 and 30 and see how the psalmist praised God. Are y'all ready? First two words, he says, I will. Somebody shout, I will. Letting us know, first of all, when it comes to praising God, It's a personal choice. You need to choose to give God the praise. Regardless of what anybody on your road is doing, you should make the choice, I'm going to give God the praise. If somebody on my road wants to be distracted by their phone, that's their business. But I'm going to extend my hands and give him the praise. If somebody on my road wants to talk amongst my friends, that's their business. 
But I'm making the choice to give my God the praise. And listen, young people, you should not allow your personal issues to hinder you from praising God. Sometimes we come in God's house with different things that we're going through, things that's dealing with our mind, ailments that may be in our body. But like the psalmist, you got to make a choice to put that to the side and say, I will praise the Lord. Whether I got a keyboard player or not, I will praise the Lord. Whether I got paid this week or not, I will praise the Lord. Whether I miss my hair appointment or not, I will what? Praise the Lord. It's your choice. And what I love about David, praise became a common characteristic that he was known for. Praise should be something that you are known for as a young person. I will go so far to say not just if you're saved, but even if you are a sinner, because the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. You need to be known for giving God the praise. You don't need to be known for just playing your PlayStation or Xbox. You need to be known for giving God the praise. You don't need to be known for being cute, and I must say you are a little cute girl, but you need to be known for giving God the praise. It's something wrong when you're known for sitting down on God. It's something wrong when you're known for being quiet. Somebody in here need to be known for giving God the praise. Notice what David said in Psalm 34 and 1. I will bless the Lord. When, David? At all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. David was known for that. He was known for getting on the instrument and praising. David was known for praising God so much that King Saul called him to his house, said, come over here and give God a praise so we can get these evil spirits out my house. That's how much he was known for giving God the praise. And I'll say again to us, that's what we need to know ourselves for, is having a reputation for giving God the praise. Look at somebody and say, what's your rep? In these streets, I'm known for giving God the praise. At the MSW, as long as I'm here, I'm going to lead the way. You're going to know that Pastor Baker is going to give God the praise, but I don't want it to be me by myself. Do I have anybody that got a rep in these streets? You are known for living right and giving God the praise at the same time. Do I have anybody who got that name in the street? Are you known for giving God the praise at all times? When you make a passing grade or when you miss your mark, will you give God the praise? If I'm talking about you, somebody say, you talking about me. But then the verse says, I will, then he says, greatly praise the Lord. Somebody shout greatly. Matter of fact, let's put our first two points together. Say, I will and say greatly. That's what David said. I will greatly praise the Lord. Greatly in this text has to do with getting loud. Matter of fact, it has to do with getting very loud. It, it doesn't talk about a person that is shy, timid, or scared. 
When it comes to praise, young folk, you got to be about that life. You can't be afraid to give God a very loud praise. When you look in scripture, you learn in the New Testament about a man by the name of Bartimaeus. And you find his story briefly over in Luke chapter number 18. But Bartimaeus was a blind man who was by the roadside and he was known for begging. But one day he heard that Jesus was coming his way. So he began to give God the praise. And the Bible says that he got very loud. So loud that he began to agitate folk that was in his area. And let me pause right there and say every now and then, young folk, you need to get on somebody's nerve with your praise. Sometimes you need to cause an agitation in the atmosphere when it comes to your praise. Keep in mind, Bartimaeus wanted something from the Lord. And that's a good lesson right there. Anytime you are in need of God moving in your life, that ain't no time to be sitting mouse quiet. When you needing God to move in your body, when you needing God to move in your money, in your mind, you got to go ahead and give him a loud praise. You got to get your God's attention and let him know I'm not playing around off up in here. I don't know what they doing in the other sections, but here in my hood, we get loud for the Lord. We lift up the name of Jesus. We want your all eyes on me. Look at somebody and say, you try to get the Lord's attention. You got to get very loud. And so Bartimaeus began to cry out, son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus was tired of being in the predicament that he was in. So he started praising the Lord loud. And sometimes, young people, when you get tired of being in the spot that you in, you got to change it up. You got to switch it up. You got to cause a shift to take place. Your little praise that you've been doing ain't going to get the Lord's attention. You got to remember Bartimaeus and you got to change some things up. He began to get loud and folks began to tell him, look, you need to keep quiet. They warned him, the verse says. But look at the text. The Bible says that Bartimaeus began to cry out even the more. That's a great lesson there. When it comes to praise, it no matter what folks say. We need to get very loud on the Lord. And we living in a day and time where the Lord is expecting us here at the MSW to raise the praise. Look at somebody and say, it's time to raise the praise. If you can get loud at a football game, you can get loud in God's house. When you see a fine girl, if you can get loud, you can get loud in God's house. If you can play 2K and get loud, look at somebody say, you can get loud in God's house. Matter of fact, let's just take a quick poll and somebody shout real loud, hallelujah. Oh, y'all ought to raise that praise one more time. That's how we got to be. When it comes to praising the Lord, we got to get very loud. Somebody shout very loud. And so then the verse goes on to say in Psalm 109 and 30, I will greatly 
praise the Lord. Look with what? With my, with my what? With my mouth. David was letting us know when it comes to praising the Lord, it's got to be audible. You can't be talking about God know my heart. No, you got to open up, open up your mouth. If God know your heart, then it's going to come out what? Out of your mouth. That's what Luke 6 and 45 says in part. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But this is the issue, young people. Could it be that some of us don't open our mouth to give God the praise because you don't have nothing good in your heart? Could it be that the reason you won't get loud for your God is because it's some evil in that heart? See, if it's evil in your heart, there's no way good can come out that mouth. But if you got some good in your heart, some good need to be coming out your mouth. And, and I know there's some good in here because there's some young folk in here, young adults in here that's, that's striving to live right. And I'm not saying you perfect, but, but I know there's some young folk in here that love the law. You got to just open up your mouth and express your love for your God because that keeping quiet ain't going to cut it with Jesus. You got to open up your mouth and give God an audible praise. You got to get comfortable saying hallelujah. You got to get comfortable by saying thank you, Jesus. You got to get comfortable by saying, Lord, I praise you. Lord, I love you. You need to write them words down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. You got to get that to come out of your mouth because that's what your God is looking for. That's what your God is expecting for you to do. In other words, what the Lord is saying is, look, your praise just need to be real. Tell somebody on your road, say, when it come to praise, it need to be real. It needs to be genuine. It needs to be heartfelt. You may not do it like me, but, but it needs to come from down in your soul. Because the Lord is seeking for young people that's going to worship him that's in spirit and in truth. When it comes to being in spirit, it has to do with being real or with the right attitude. Just need you to be real. If you messed up, just be, just be real. Lord, I had no business doing it, but I thank you for your grace. And I open up my mouth and I give you the praise. Lord, I tried to get it right, and it's taking me longer. I find myself messing up. That's being real. Go ahead and open your mouth and talk to him about your life. Y'all ought to help me say, be real. Let him know how you feel. Lord, I love you. Lord, I appreciate you. I may not can do it like pastor can do it, but Lord, I'm giving you something that's real. I'm giving you something that's genuine. Praise team was up this morning giving God two claps. I couldn't get on beat. I was giving them one clap, but it was real. It was what I could offer. Look at somebody say, just be real. 
See, when it comes to God, that's all he wants. He wants you to be, be real. We learned that from Cain and Abel. Cain brought God an offering that just wasn't right. It wasn't genuine. It wasn't his best. But, and he asked him, look, if you just do what's right or bring me what's real or accurate, won't I receive you? And see, God is the same way, young men and young women. He just wants you to give him a real praise. And if you give him a real praise, you'll see God moving in your life in bigger and in better ways. And look, it's not just limited in the church. You need to do this in the church. But sometimes when you're driving up and down the road, you just grab that steering wheel. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I may not have the job that I want, but Lord, I thank you for the job I do have. Lord, I appreciate you. Lord, I wish I had a bigger bankroll, but, but, but Lord, these few dollars I do have, Lord, I, I thank you. I think, at least I got some bills to pay, Lord. Lord, at least I got my own place to stay. At least I got my own car to drive. Lord, I thank you. I give you the praise, Lord. I may not be able to pay 200 to get my hair done, but Lord, I thank you for this little $35 washing set. Lord, I appreciate all you've been doing for me. You got to learn how to take your praise out the sanctuary into the real world. Am I right about it? Look at somebody say, just be real. Just be real. Just be real. May not have Air Force One, but Lord, thank you for these Air Force One and a Halves. I ain't got what I want yet, but I think I ain't barefoot. Look at somebody say, just be real. Look at what he said, Psalm 86 and 12. Write it down or go to it. Psalm 86 and 12. I will praise you. Oh, Lord, my God, look at this, with all my heart. Is that real? That's real. That's just real. Lord, I'm just going to praise you with all my heart. Lord, I, 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 I sinned, and you could have allowed me to die in my sin. But, Lord, I give you the praise. Not for the sin, but, Lord, for just giving me another chance. Lord, I praise you. What do you call that, young folk? Being being real at what point are some of us gonna come in God's house and just be real at what point are some of us just gonna close our eyes and lift up our hands and say Lord if it wasn't for you on my side I would be messed up Lord I just close my eyes and I just wave my hands and say thank you I done been taught but sometime Lord I still do the wrong thing but here I am again in your house, considering your grace and mercy. Lord, I just got to be real. I thank you. At what point are some of us just going to be real? Just be real. Just be real. That's what he wants. That's what he's calling for. That's what he's putting on, on the table. Just be real. Acts 16, 25. Look at how real Paul and Silas was. In jail in Acts 16, 25, they were in prison for preaching the gospel. In jail, going through for doing what's right. 
How many ever looked at your life and said, Lord, I'm living right, but why am I going through all of what I'm going through? You take a step back, you look at your peers, and you be like, they don't even go to church. They don't, they don't bring you no tithe. They don't bring you no offering. And look at them, Lord. Look at them. You be talking to God, Lord, look. And you look at your life and you feel like you losing. And you consider that they're winning. You ain't looking at it right. Paul and Silas did not complain. They had been beaten and thrown in the lowest parts of the prison. But look at the realness in the text. Acts 16, 25, but at midnight, in the darkest time of their life, at the lowest point of their life, sometimes, young folk, you get the low points in life. Sometimes, young folk, you get depressed. Sometimes you feel like going back. Sometimes you feel like satisfying what your flesh desires. You got to have at a midnight point. Do anybody in here feel me? Yeah, I know you save and love the Lord, but sometimes you have them low points in life. You got to remember Paul and Silas. Sometimes you feel like going back into a bad, toxic relationship that God brought you out of. You got to remember this is a midnight moment. I got to remember Paul and Silas. What happened? They were praying and singing hymns to who? To God. They were giving God the praise. But look at this. And the prisoners were listening to them. They were loud. They were giving God a praise and folks around them could hear them. They were going through for living right, but they were still giving God the praise. And there's some of us in here, you are suffering affliction for living right. You better go ahead and give God the praise. You doing what's right, but you going through it. This is not your end. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. You you just got to give him the praise in the midst of what you going through. What you going through is only temporary. Don't complain. Don't doubt. And, and don't try to figure it out. Look at somebody say don't complain. Don't doubt. And quit trying to what? Figure it out. Just give God the praise at midnight. Just go ahead and just start. Lord I bless your name. Lord, I thank you. Go ahead and get what we call that sanctified rock. Just say, Lord, I don't understand everything, but I give you the praise. Hallelujah. That's a sign of growth, young folk. When you don't complain, when you don't doubt, and you quit trying to figure it out, and you just give God the praise, that's some growth. Solomon said it like this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. And you got some smart young adults in here, but you've been trying to figure out everything. God don't want you to figure out everything. He wants you to walk by faith and not by sight. You got to go ahead and conjure up a praise. You got to go ahead and stir up a loud praise. 
There was a time in some of your life you used to give God victory turns. You used to get out in the altar and give him the praise. What happened to that? When you gonna get that back? Where they do that at? Look at somebody and say, you gotta give him the praise. No matter what you go through. Sit down, sit down. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. And somebody right now, that praise getting stirred up. I said that praise is getting, it's getting stirred. You going through, but that praise is getting, it's getting stirred up. And so in my clothes, why do we need to praise God? Why do we need to be real with our praise? And I showed you what praise is, how to praise God, where to praise God, in my clothes. Why? Why? Why, why do I need to give him the praise? Are y'all ready? Psalm 22 and 3. Psalm 22 and 3. And notice what David says in this very powerful verse but you are holy enthroned in the praises of Israel first verse God is holy y'all see that enthroned in the praises of Israel one reason, young people, you need to praise God sincerely or with some realness in spirit and in truth is because God dwells in praise. He inhabits, he lives, and he moves where praise is. See, the Bible teaches that our God is not the God of the dead. Matter of fact, there was a person that came to Jesus in his day when he was here on earth, and he said, look, I'll follow you, but let me first go bury my loved one. And Jesus responded and said, look, let the dead bury the dead. No, the God we serve is life. And in a sincere or real praise, that's what some life is at. And look at the verse. He is enthroned in the praises of Israel. Israel is the people of God. That's you and I if you're Christian. That's where he lives. That's where he, he dwells. And that's when God moves is when he sees his young people giving him a praise. That's why when you're still and dead, you're hindering God from moving in your life. Whether it's in your own personal life or you come in a setting like this in a corporate setting, you're hindering God from moving because where there's praise, there's the Spirit of God. Jesus told his disciples where two or three of you are gathered together in my name, there I am, in the midst of you. But what activates him according to this verse? I praise. I praise. 
Somebody in here got to have praise on their mind. And then it's got to manifest with the instruments of your body. Your mouth, your hands, your feet. Those are instruments. And we got to use them instruments. And when we use them, the Lord looks down and says, oh, man, I can bring some healing. I can bring some answered prayers. I can bring some financial blessing. I can, I can bring some victory regardless of what they're going through. Why? I see some praise. Look at somebody and say, God dwells in praise. That's right. In the midst of sincere, heartfelt praise, you'll find God. That's why it's important when we come together as the people of God, it just don't need to be one or two of us giving God the praise. It needs to be across the house. Everybody needs to be on the same page because we want God to move. We want to hear young people with testimonies. You know what? I've been living for the Lord, praising him, and my seizures have ceased. I I've been living for God giving to God and giving him the praise and he done worked out some situations in my life. Don't you know God got testimonies that he's ready to manifest, but we got to do what he is requiring? We got to follow those instructions? Look at somebody and say, God dwells in praise. That goes to whether you're in the sound room or in the sanctuary. Everybody needs to be giving God to praise. Isn't it sad when you see young people that won't praise God in the sanctuary, but you go down to the gym and you see them moving those limbs on the basketball court? You see young men sweating, shooting air balls and bricks, but sweating, coming out their clothes. But in God's house, don't even break a sweat. Well, put their phone down to play basketball. But to keep that phone in their hand during praise service. Service is dismissed. And you can hear the chatter of young people all the way downstairs. In groups, laughing, talking, moving, having a good time. But during praise service, that doesn't need to be. Look at somebody say, that don't need to be. We want God dwelling in the praise. You got to come in here thinking about what he done for you throughout the week. And come in here ready to give him the praise. David said, I will enter into his gates with some thanksgiving. Enter his courts with some, with some praise. You got to be, Lord, you helped me in this area. You kept me in this area. I've been on the road for three hours one way. And you kept. That's something to give God the praise for. Lord, I fell asleep going to work in Atlanta, but I didn't wreck. That's something to give God the praise for. When I worked in Decatur, it was many a day. 
I had the heat on, I had the window down, and I still dozed off. But I didn't hit nobody. Boy, I was giving God the praise. Thank you. Jesus. You got to think about what God has done for you and come ready to give him the praise. And when we do that, he's going to be right there in, in the midst. Second Corinthians. So what's the first reason we need to be real with our praise? God what? He dwells in praise. And how many want God to move, even in greater ways, by a show of hands? All right. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now, I could quote this, and many of you could quote it if I started it, but here it is so you can bookmark it. Now, the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is Liberty. Praise causes deliverance. Praise causes deliverance. Deliverance has to do with God bringing you out, making you free, or birthing something in you. It's when God brings you out, which has to do with his salvation, makes you free, or he birthed something in you. It starts with praise and it continues with praise. Praise causes deliverance. It is a true statement that some of you wrestle with demon spirits. Whether it be depression, suicide, Lust, pornography, using drugs, and that is a spirit. Some of you deal with these spirits frequently. It takes power to be delivered from these spirits. You can't play with lust. Suicide, depression, drug use, rebellion. These are spirits, young folk. And if you don't cast them out, they will hang out. I said if you don't cast them out, they're going to hang out in your life. God delivers us from these spirits when we get saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, but they're going to come back and check to see how you living. And if you ain't in the place you need to be, they're going to set up shop. And Paul warned us, don't give any place to the devil. Don't give them no space, not a crack. But some of God's young people and young adults, you play with these spirits. And the Bible says they become familiar. You get comfortable. You forget what Paul said, and so you don't realize how powerful lust is. 
You don't realize how powerful depression is. You don't realize how powerful rebellion is. Pornography is. And so you'll, you'll play with it. You'll let it hang around instead of casting it out. And see, the Bible teaches us that we have to watch and pray. You can't play around. Why? Because if you, if you don't do what Jesus said, you'll enter into temptation. You'll find yourself going back doing what the Lord once delivered you from. You'll be just like a dog that vomited, left, then came right back and started lapping it up. You can't play with these tight spirits, young folk. And if you're being attacked by these tight spirits, or if they're in the vicinity of your life, you need the spirit of the Lord in your life. Because where his spirit is, there's going to be some liberty. The Lord is going to free you. Now, imagine you having these spirits in your life, but there's no praise. There's no giving God the glory. There's no liberty then. But see, if you start giving God the praise the way he prescribes, you're going to start seeing yourself get stronger. Woo! Look at somebody say, you're going to see yourself get stronger. See, you got to praise God to drive out some of these spirits. Yes, you need to pray. Yes, you need to fast. But you also need to give God the praise. And the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is there's liberty. There's some freedom. You got to give God praise and let lust know you can't set up shop here in my house. You got to let suicide know I hear your voice, but you can't set up in my shop. I'm going to give God the praise because praise is a weapon. And the Bible says, young people, that we need to use the weapons of God. They're mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. But if there's no praise in your life, these spirits that the Lord has brought to the table this morning, they'll try to run your life. You have got to get in line with God's word so you can be free. You can be free. And one way you deal with these type spirits is by praising him. I said one way you deal with these is by praising him. I can't tell you how many times I have come in God's house and different type spirits will try to influence me. But when I got to praising God, them spirits left. The Bible says Satan will leave or, or he will leave from the presence of the Lord. That's what you want. You got to drive these spirits out with your, with your praise. Tell somebody you can drive them out with your praise. You got to drive them spirits out in the name of Jesus. Am I right about it? And finally, we need to give God praise according to Nehemiah 8 and 10. That's where our strength is. It says in part that the joy of the Lord shall be your, your strength. Your praise is your dynamite. 
Your praise is your power, your dynamite, your deutimus. As I showed you earlier, when we praise God, he comes in the mist. When the Lord begins to fill young people with the Holy Spirit, you know what one trait initially is that happens? Praise. When the Holy Spirit falls, somebody going to be giving God the praise. That's where your strength is. It's in praising God. Tell somebody, say, that's where your strength is. It's in praising God. The joy of the Lord shall be your, your strength. Not weed, not getting high, not sex, praise. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You don't smoke and be like, man, I feel better. I can make it now. No, no, no. That's praise is what will give you that divine strength. Man, I, I got to hit something, man. I got to get me a little piece. I feel much better. No, 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 no. The divine strength you need is going to come when you praise him. When you lift Jesus up, that's your power. How many understand why we need to be real? Woo! I said, how many understand why we need to be real with our praise? And so when we look at our final sentence in Psalm 109 and 30, David says, yes, I will praise him among the multitude. Yes, I will. I know God wants me to be real with my praise. I know God is in the midst of praise. I know that's my strength. And I know that will cast out demons or give me my deliverance. Yes, he said, I will praise the Lord. I'm not asking for your approval. I'm not asking for your validation. I'm not looking for no permission. I'm not asking for your consent. I know that praise is right, and I know there's power in praise. I will lift him up. I don't need nobody's permission. If you don't like it, that's your problem. I came to give my God the praise. Back when I was just getting saved, we used to sing this song that some of you may remember. We would be in a group of other believers and we would sing this song that said, I don't know what you came to do, but I came to give him praise. Then the song said, I came to clap my hands. I came to stomp my feet. I came to get the victory. And I'm going to say it again. I don't know what you came to do. And I'm letting you know I don't need your permission. I don't need your consent. And I don't need your approval. But I came to clap my hands. I came to do my dance because I've got the victory. Look at somebody and say, when it come to praise, you don't need nobody's permission. I thought y'all would be on y'all feet right about now, but look at somebody and say, when it come to praise, you don't need nobody's permission, approval, or validation. You better cut your step. 
You better do your two-step. You better put them hands together because that's where your deliverance is. That's where your strength is. And that's where the spirit of the Lord is. Shout somebody, say, I don't need nobody's permission. And I'm done. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah.